as much as I love to stand up there, I think I want to walk among you. Today is my Thanksgiving Sunday. I completed my graduation in my LLM International Business Law with a landslide victory on Monday. If you haven't received the clip, they will play the clip to you so that you can see it. I want to start my message by talking to you briefly about this before I go into the message. You know, we are looking at the supremacy of Christians over the powers of hell. That's what we are looking at, your supremacy. We are looking at the supremacy of Christ. We are looking at supremacy of those born of God. Now, I want to say this to you. When Have you got the clip? You've got the clip? Okay, before you play the clip. When we finished service on Sunday, I went to University of Liverpool. Well, you need to know that I studied my law in University of Liverpool. Something about University of Liverpool is that it is the first law school in the United Kingdom. That is the cradle of law practice in this country. And also it's um, a Red Bridge, one of the Red Bridge, the beginning of Red Bridge University. And also is one of the um, Russell Group. Russell Group are the top 200 universities in the world. And University of Liverpool happened to be a Russell Group University. Being a credible university for law, they have outstanding lecturers, professors, and their law is very, very deep. I haven't said that to you. While I finished the graduation and I was coming back, God spoke to me. And this morning, when I was in um, New Cross, going to New Cross, God continued to speak to me. The first reason why I had to pursue law is this. Let, let me first say this. When we, when we were worshiping the New Cross, as I knelt down to pray, God reflected my mind to New Cross when we first entered New Cross 1997. It was a shell. And I would say to you, I can remember some of you who were with me at the time. That is 21 years ago. So minus 21 from your age. All those of you who were in your 5, 10, today are professionals. If you are 25, you were about 4 years old. And 26, 27, all of you that I see, like babies, God has helped me to push you in life that today there is none among my youths who are not graduates. And most of them are second degree graduates, but everybody is a professional that I raise. While I was pushing you, sometimes it was too hard. I know that, but I knew what I wanted to achieve. What I wanted to achieve is this. I, I had looked at my age now, 22 years ago, that when I'm at this age, I should have given back to children that I can hand over to when I pass away. And at this age, I have achieved that. So, your inclination and training 
by me is to make you independent professionals in England. But now, from this time, I now begin the second tier. The second tier of people I'll be training are people from A-levels downwards. Now, and what I'm training them to become is this. They will become rulers in the country. Yeah, because among you, you have doctors, you have lawyers, you have engineers, you have all manners of philosophers, um, um, uh, what do you call all this career, pharmacists, um, educationists and stuff. But the younger ones that I want to train now, I want them to become policymakers in England. Though we have a few of you who are policymakers, who write policies for the government of Britain, they are part of this church. But my intention is to raise people who will become judges. Because your predecessors now who have done law, they have gone into trade and business and stuff, which is very impressive. But then I need judges to be raised among you. And I need to raise others who will be legislators. So that you will get into politics and become an MP. And that one embraces everybody. But these young ones, I focus them to attack and to get into the parliament, anywhere they are. And the third group that I'm raising, they will be people who will become executives. That if any government comes in in England, they will be so much equipped that they are indispensable for advice. They will become advisors, advise in every, every sphere. This is my next uh, uh, um, you know, focus. Now to achieve that focus, as I teach you, you know I also do. My LLM just marked the beginning of studies. I'm just starting to school now. Because for this other group, by the time we finish in the next 10 years or 15 years, I can guarantee you that I can say boldly that a great percentage of executives are from here in England. A great percentage of legislators are from here. And a great percentage of the judiciary are from here. You know why I'm doing this? If you look at the state of nations today, either African countries, America, England, Europe, you will discover that our governments are making laws that are anti-Christian. Okay? And the reason why is because when majority of those who are in parliament do not know Jesus, what law do you expect them to pass? Alright? When those who are judges don't know Jesus, then what judgment do you expect? When the executive are not born of the Spirit of God, you can expect little from them as human beings. They may have good hearts, but because they are not born again, there is nothing to protect them from the devil. And because of that, though they have good intention, but when they execute, the execution will be contentious. And this is what has brought Christianity into a place that is trodden underfoot today. I made up my mind that Christ with Tabernacle globally will make a difference. Those of you who are here now, I want you to get this right. If you are in this country and you are privy to be listening to me on the web or here, whatever country you are, the executive, the judiciary, and the 
legislature of your country is your target. But how can we Christians get to that area? It is by studying, acquiring knowledge to the place you are by, they will seek for you from your house. Because of your outstanding knowledge. Because of the great values in your human brain that you can contribute to the advancement of the nation where you are. Jeremiah 29 applies. Now listen to me, therefore. While I'm saying that these young children, I'm going to retune them, I'm not eluding those of us who are adults also. Because you who are adults too, that God has placed in a good footing, I'm so happy with my youth here. I'm so happy with you because spiritually, you are, you are very balanced. devil can do nothing to you because you know the word of God. Materially, you are not a burden to me now because you are earning fantastic salaries. If one of you did not succeed at this time, it would be my own liability. Okay? But you are all successful. But then, I'm looking towards a nation where for us to be able to preach the gospel to those intelligent of this world, they will not come to church. So we have to do things that will take us to them. Are we together now? When we do things that they will call for us, let me give you an example. If I was an advisor, among the advisors of British government, when God told me that the stock exchange will crash and told me the date among you, if I was advisor, you know they would have asked me, I would have told them that according to academics, we are buoyant, but according to the spiritual, two weeks we will crash in the economy of this world. And they would have told me that, look, 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 take your, take your faith away. Academics is what we want here. And I would have told them that all statistics show you that you are okay. But I'm telling you that there will be a demise in two weeks. Now, haven't told them that, and on that day we are all, all witnesses, economic crash, on the same day God told me. If that happened when I was an advisor to British government, they will sit me down and ask me, tell us, where did you get that information from, wouldn't they? And that is where prophetic and intellectual, the intellectual will make way for the spiritual. Are we together? Therefore, we start the second round of education. I want to be an advisor to the U.S. government. I'm not praying. I'm talking what I want to be. And I want to be an advisor to British government. And I want to be an advisor to European government. And I want to be an advisor to Chinese government. I'm saying this because you, to me, you must make up your mind as I'm talking. Okay? How will I be an advisor to Chinese government and to European government and to British government? I just start to read. Will that affect my spiritual calling? No, it's never affected it. I have to read further so that this government and do publication in the area of need of face United Kingdom government. So that they will ask me for help. So I lay out my own plans, having collected my LLM with a landslide victory. My PhD will start. I have made communications on that already because my LLM opened a lot of PhD, a lot of research thoughts, my professor said. So we are working on the area that I want to 
they have areas that they have set up, but I want to do areas that will give me the opportunity for the gospel. Not just to go and do a PhD. So we resolve that. At the same time, too, I must qualify as a lawyer, a barrister in England, and I must qualify as a barrister in the U.S. Okay? Then I must write, finish my write-up about the Chinese law, which I did in my LLM. Therefore, if anybody thinks that um, we have arrived, and let us sit down, the Bible says, Woe to them who rest in Zion. We have just begun. I see the end time revival. In this end time revival, God is going to replicate the seasons of Paul. Paul was the one that preached the gospel to all the aristocrats. The doors of all the intelligence in the world opened in the time of Paul, where Peter cannot stand because of lack of education. Paul could stand there because of his education as a jurisprudence lawyer. His base of argument is so intellectual, and because of that high quality of academics, those who are rulers, Roman rulers, who will never accept to hear any gospel, they pleaded with him to come and teach them. That is how the book of Luke was written, and the book of Acts was written. To his excellence, Theophilus. I'm saying this because I want to teach you something briefly. Whatever you are, those of you that God has sent to business, you will face your business quietly and acquire every knowledge that is needed for your business to become a PLC. I will come to dedicate your PLCs in this church. Okay? Those of you who are given, you have gone into, you know, working in banks and working in, you know, solicitors firms or hospitals and all stuff like that, engineering firms stuff. You must do everything and set your eyes to become the senior partner or CEOs in those organizations. I will together now. Don't settle for anything less than that top. The next set of doctors I'm raising are doctors who will do medicine. Not just to price in hospital, but to invent cures for diseases. Together, with your, with your intelligence and spiritual mix together, you have revelation and you get it done. Those of you who did, you know, um, chemical engineering or chemistry or robotics or computer science, the area of, you know, where you can bring out new ideas, I want to see people here who are in, that, in those areas, shape where this world is going in the next 10 years. Now, if you follow my teaching spiritually, you will discover that knowledge comes from God. One visit of an angel concerning your career will bring inventions that several generations will run after. I will together. So our heart and mind in this church is this. I've taught you for months about what Satan, how Satan can hinder believers. Satan has no power over anyone born again, except the power you give him in your life. And that power is determined by who you submit your thoughts to. I've taught you to stay away from gathering that are ungodly. There are people in this world, they come to this world as a waste. You must not associate with them. 
People whose words are not salivated or salted. People whose words are not spiritual. Satan used them to kill your mind so that he can afflict you and hinder you. People who will sow seed in your mind that will bias you against other people are of the devil. And I've told you, seal your heart from them. Look at me in England. How many close friends do I have? You are my close friends. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. You are my close friend. And you can't lie to me because if I'm doing wrong, you can tell me. You cannot say Rankia Didi like they say <laughs> in, in some other place. I will have gone about with others who are flamboyant, thinking that that is the way to future. I have decided to follow that man of Galilee. <laughs> who became poor so that we can be rich. I have decided to take off suffering so that you would not suffer. I decided to tell you the truth, even if it cost me anything before the Lord, so that you can achieve the purpose of God has sent you. I derive joy in seeing you prosper. The Bible says God derives pleasure in the prosperity of Jerusalem. And let me say this to you, therefore. If you can follow my spiritual instruction to, to letter, guard your heart is the wellspring of life. Do not let anything incubate into your mind that does not glorify God. I've taught you for two months over this. If you can't make sure that your mind is after Christ, there is no success on earth that you cannot achieve. And there is no height on earth you desire you cannot reach. The reason why people are crippled in the church of God is because Satan have access to their mental, to their mindset. And if the devil can affect your mind in your thought and control your lips, then he can do whatever he likes to you. And I will say this to you. The Bible did not say we should not be friends with those who are non-Christians. Okay, isn't it? But it says if anybody calls himself a brother and he commits, he walks in all these devious ways. He says even don't eat with that one. And it says in no way am I saying about those who are in the world. Alright? <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> the world is moving fast. Moving fast. But I want every one of you to have this in mind. Because you fail today doesn't mean you are a failure. A failure is the one who quits. Are we together now? To fail is another opportunity to try and do better. Is somebody here with me? Let me tell you this. All the things I told them in New Cross, I want to tell you. If nobody believes in you, I do. I'm better than them. You didn't hear me? If nobody believes in you, I do. Ask them to show you the traits of their unbelief. I don't believe in you. And I'm better than all those people who talk you down. If anybody talk you down, don't keep it in your heart. Accept that that is his intelligence. And let him go ahead with that. Isolate and disassociate from anybody who talk rubbish. Anybody who can take you away from the Bible. Anybody that will take you away from the things I'm teaching you. At least if... So I received a lot of um, congratulations till this morning from various people all over the whole world. <laughs> and I said this, that if 
I ha- if somebody says that, show us proof that you are a man of God. I've shown you several spiritual proof. Things that happen in government of nations, I announced it here before they happen. Right now, what our prime minister is going through is in the prophecy I gave in January. Next Sunday, I will replay to you here everything that is happening to the prime minister. That's why two weeks before the problem started now, God told us we pray for her, isn't it? Come on, did we not pray for her? Because what God said in January was about to happen. So spiritually, you have cloud of weaknesses. Okay? But also, you have seen miracles happen in this house. All over the whole world. This is Pastor Qatar from India. I remember a girl that was brought to me, paralyzed, when we went last time. Outside, lay hands upon her and the legs started shaking. The leg that was paralyzed brought the girl in. The Lord healed the girl. I, you have cloud of witnesses. But the only other place that people may be saying, which is now, you know, a norm, especially among black ministers, is this. They are not educated. That's what people say. And of course, they are not far from being correct because we have a lot of trash who have started churches all over the whole place to gather people every Sunday and just make noise. And so we cannot reach those who are the think tank of this country. Because they believe that we're not intellectual. But now, I think that nobody can say that your pastor is not intellectual. You didn't hear what I said. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. We talk to the illiterates as illiterates. But those who believe that they have sense, and they believe that Christians don't have sense, we have earned their foolishness as well. So that in the place of their folly, our wisdom by God can be revealed. And you also must follow suit. Read. Study anything you do to the end. Read, not because of yourself. Read because of the gospel. Because the time has come for you to bring out all what you read. For the end time revival. I will together now. I think maybe we see this man and his... His graduation ceremony. Play it. Um, let's see. That is one of my classmates. Alfred Theophilus Babatunde Williams. Woo! 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 <laughs> Can you hear somebody saying, oh boy, there? Somebody saying, oh boy, there. Hallelujah. Let me say something to you. Your glory has just begun. Yes, you, brother. What's your name again? Yes, you. Come here. Come. No, you. Come. What's your name again? Brother Michael. Brother Michael. This is one of the judges in the United Kingdom. Brother Michael, you remember when God first said it? I was sitting down here and you were walking. You were not as tall as this. You are even taller than me now. Can you imagine? I didn't know when you grew past me. That is one day that I will not know you have made a judge. And on that day we will celebrate you together. The spirit of counsel and wisdom. The spirit upon Solomon come upon you. The Lord guard your heart and mind. In Jesus' anointed name. 
Now, you are superior to the devil. Last week I showed you from the book of Colossians 1.15. Good, I have 15 minutes to admonish you. Amen. Amen. When I look at you, I'm so happy. I see a people free from deception of the devil. <laughs> devil won't get us all. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. People who we when, when you hear a sermon, you check it in the Bible yourself, whether what they are saying is how the Bible says it. That's a member of Christ with Tabernacle. That scripture tells me, shall we live together? Jesus is the image. Uh-huh. I love it. Read the next verse. Come on now, I love it. I love it. You remember last week there was a dichotomy among us, an intellectual disorderliness. When I ask you about that sign, after created, for by him all things we are created, what do you have there? What is it? Eh, what is it here? Eh? How many of you say semicolon? Raise your hands. All right. How many of you say colon? You know what I've done for you now? I have a printer out of all signs in English grammar. And our next week, I'm giving that print to us. And I will give you many scriptures where those prints, those signs are used. Like colon, semicolon, what is a colon, what is a semicolon? What does it mean in between words? Comma, full stop, hyphen, what does it mean? Now... That is a colon, not semicolon. A semicolon is a dot with a comma. That means it's semi. Do we get it now? So when you, uh, that is it, after authorities. You see, after authorities, that is semicolon. But when you see the two dots, is colon. But what does it mean? Next Sunday, I will give it to you. You know, when I was reading, one of the things that I was taught in my LLM, is the fact that, of course, in my arbitration, you know, um, you know, course is this. When you write as an arbitrator, you must understand the use of text. And you must understand the use of words. You are not allowed as a judge to use me, be. Because it means something different. I will is different from I shall. And so we are taught... Because you may have an intention, and what you write really contradicts your intention. And that is the cradle of law. Of course, to be a good writer in law, to excellence, you must be able to observe all those things. But my intention is, my understanding is that the same thing with the law of God. Many Christians misunderstand the Bible, misquote the Bible, misapply the Bible, because they don't just understand this thing. So, next Sunday, we will all have it in our hands. And we will look at each of the use of those signs so that that will improve your 
knowledge of the Bible. And those of you who are students, it will improve your writing skill. It will take you to first class grade when you write publications either in medicine or history or anything. Okay, so here, important thing here is this. For by Jesus Christ all things were created. Because that is subjective. In another words, it could be it could be subject to anybody's interpretation. You may interpret that different to how I will interpret it. So, to avoid such, because God means just one thing. He put in there the colon, vis-a-vis. And it says, things in heaven, that is defining that line. So all things in heaven were created by him. All things on earth were created by Jesus. Then he went to say, both visible and invisible. I mean, it's so detailed. Everything you can think or imagine or you have not thought of which you will think eventually is created by Jesus Christ. And I helped you understand the application of that into discovery in intellectual reasoning. That is, you know, if you are studying as a Christian, you can invent anything. Because the things that are not seen are invisible. But Jesus created them. There is cure for cancer. There is cure for every disease on earth. Before the disease came, God knew it and he has created the cure. These are the areas that Christians who are medical doctors can begin to apply their knowledge. Really now I start writing books, not joke. To help the mind of believers. You see, your mind is what determines who you are. Your mind determines your limits. That's why Satan bamboos our mind to try to incarcerate us and stop us and feed us with negative things about ourselves. So that we cannot reach the potential that God has given to us. But if you can free your mind, how can you free your mind? Anything the Bible says, that is true of you. Anything that people say is not in the Bible, it's a lie of the devil. So that you allow the Bible to be the truth and rule over what you think. You can't think anyhow. If your thinking is not in line with what is written, certainly it's from the devil. And who is the devil looking for? You. What? To hinder you. I will show you something in a minute. I told you a statement and I said it again. You, you know, what will become of you has not yet been revealed. You are greater than what you think you are. You are more than what you think you are. Are we together now? That scripture tells you and I, visible and invisible. So all demons are created by Jesus Christ. Principalities are created by Jesus Christ. Why should Christians be bugging themselves about demons? When the one you serve is the one who created them. Why should you be intimidated by somebody who boasts of some powers? Why the one you, you serve, who lives in you, is the one who created them? Why should you be overcome by a thought that is negative? Come on now. Because somebody failed, does that mean he should die? Many people have failed before. Even failed more than you. They are failure and failures. <laughs> You only failed. You have not failed. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. You know, I, we, we went to um, um, a Barista Effa's um, call to bar, when she was called to bar. And Lord George was there. Uh, Lord George, that is his name. And he was telling the young barristers that, look, I came out with a poor thought class in law. But I became the chief justice of the federation. 
That is enough. What he's just saying to you is that it is your mind. Because you failed today doesn't mean you are dull. No, because you played. Or you haven't cracked the principle of study. This week I'm going to be with ministers. That is what we want to crack. Studies is in your fingertips. Man write book, man read it, man pass it. If you can understand mystery, the, the book that Spirit of God wrote, which is mystery, if you can study the Bible and know it, it opens all the cells of your brain to memory. The more you read the Bible, the more the brain cell open. If you can relate one Old Testament with another and investigate in the Bible, you will be excellent in, in knowledge. Book is not anything to scare you. If you are, not, if you are scared by book, it's you who scare yourself. Man write it, man read it, man pass it. Beyond that, if it is thinkable, which is invisible. It is doable, which is physical. You read through your, like your last studies in the book of Genesis chapter 11, and verse 6. Where, don't go there. When the Bible says, and when man began to, to, to move, they, they spread all over the whole place. And man decided to build, to change the way they build, they invented things. I will teach you about that later on. It's power of reasoning. And then the Bible says, God decided to come down and see whether what they are doing is in line with his intention. If it is thinkable, it is doable. We don't have to continue in the same norm of life. We can make a difference. We can think something that people have not thought before and make it happen. They will catch up with it in the future. Are we together now? Every invisible thing is created by Jesus. I don't want Christians. I hate when I see Christians too mindful of demons. I hate it. Any church where people are so mindful of demons, they remain where they are. Christians should be mindful of angels. They should be mindful of heaven, not hell. I have revelation of hell. This one, I have the revelation of hell. We don't even know who went to hell among them. Stop having revelations of hell. Have revelation of heaven. Have revelation of the things to come. Have revelation of how the church of God today can take over the rulership of nations. Someone says to me, it's not possible. I will show you it's a lie. It is possible. Satan wants us to, to, not, to believe that it's not possible. The Christian slept. And ungodly people took over the rulership. And you know, whatever law they make is what you and I must do. Every invisible thing is created by, by Jesus. And every visible thing is created by Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I didn't hear you. Amen. Therefore, he said, whether thrones of power... And that is principalities or powers or rulers of darkness which are hosts of wickedness... Thrones, powers, rulers, authority. That is judiciary, legislator, and um, executives. Let me say something to you. In England today, to change a law, what does it take? Majority in the parliament. Yes? Come on now. What about in U.S.? Senate, majority. What about in Nigeria? You know, I went to Nigeria, they were saying, Fulani has me, Fulani has me, Fulani has me. And I said, What's this nonsense I'm hearing? If all the police bosses, if two thirds of them were born again as free field, they would defile any order not to act. If all the generals in the army and all their cohorts, 
three quarters of them are born again and filled with the Holy Spirit. They will not take permission from federal government before they act. Because they have a duty to protect the country. They don't need permission from the commander-in-chief. Really, they can take the commander-in-chief on it. Absolutely. Because Christians should not be afraid to die. You confront any devil. There will be sanity in a nation where the populace, the, pop, the, 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 the largest number of people who are in the judiciary and, and who are in the executive are believers. Then you have just laws. We can't lock up ourselves in church and be praying, 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 praying. Praying for what? We pray. God has answered. But man must move. He rules. He created the invisible and he created the visible. And he has given the earth to the sons of men. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, the highest heaven is unto God and the earth he has given to the sons of men. What happened to you is not about God, it's about you. What you did with what God gave you. And if you sit down with what God gave you, you will be nothing until you do something in line with what God has, the reason why God has given you that stuff. Jesus controls the visible. Believe me. He controls the invisible. Believe me. Someone say a success is not possible. I've shown you it is possible. It is possible. I was telling them in New Cross. If someone said to me, 1991, when we moved, uh, we moved into New Cross, that, Apostle, you are going to go into law. I would tell them, no. I wanted, my, uh, my desire is to go into, into highway design and construction because, I mean, I did that in practice and then become a chartered engineer. I wanted to become a chartered engineer so I can design the high, all the roads in Jesus City and stamp it. That's what I want to be. But then God sent me into law. Well, I saw my admission letter yesterday to Buckingham University, eight years ago, when I was admitted to law. And I remember, they always say that, oh, if you're a science student, you can't do law. Isn't it? Come and answer me. Yes, sir. So I too was afraid. I was afraid. Then I also was told by some people who are doctors that the older you are, the, your brain goes down. <laughs> that you didn't do law when you were young. Now that you are old, you want to go and start law. Your, your cell brain, they said, is going down. Then I also heard, how many years will it take you? Four years for LLB. Then, two years for LLM. Then, three to four years for PhD. Two years plus four, six, plus four, ten. And you know what I said to myself? If I did, do, if I did nothing for ten years, I will be nothing. That's my first conviction. A journey of 1,000 miles started by taking one step. If my brain is old, if it took them four years, there's nothing bad in me doing my own for six years. At least I'm an old man. I can tell this good that you know that you employ, you, you, you admitted me old. So, give me a break. Those are the way I convinced myself from all the discouragements. But haven't humanly looked at all that, that the journey of 1,000 miles, you step, one step, you start at the time. I now came to the scripture. The Bible says, I can do all things through who? So I decided that my going to school will not disturb my serving Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ first. Jesus Christ first. 
That is the reason why when I went to school, I'm still coming to church, I'm still praying, and I'm still leading you, and I'm still doing crusades over the places. Listen to me. I didn't give God the excuse that, you know, I'm in school now. Because unless he builds the house, the laborers labor in vain, but laborers must labor. Many Christians don't labor. We just sit down. If that is you, you change today. My 15 minutes is not 20 minutes. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Tell someone you shall know the truth. And the truth you know will send you running. Who said that you cannot? Now I've finished the LLM. Eight years is gone. I'm starting my PhD. I'm doing the DSC. I'm doing whatever I remain. I'm doing. Anything that is education in law, I vow to God. I will read it until they send me out of this, the law, law practice. Yes. They will say, my professor, who is my mentor, is an advisor to the U.S. government. He's an advisor to the European Union government. He's an advisor to this government. He's an advisor to the Italian government. He is a key speaker in global operations on law and finance. And I told him I would beat him to it. So both of us, we are competing. Now, listen to me. Don't you believe those who say that some demons didn't let you do something? No, no demon has held the hand of any man. It is you who refuse to do something. The church of God should know this. If Jesus Christ created all spirits, all unseen, how can what he created hinder you who believe in him? And I told you, Jesus said, the Bible says that Jesus created visible and invisible. So, anything you don't see, what's your business? Leave it with Jesus who created them. Hello? I'm going to sleep some demons in my house. It's their business if they are there. If they come, maybe they came for a visit. Give them food if they can eat. If they cannot eat, shame on them. Then go and sleep. You slept, you had a bad dream, and you, you know, you were jumping on the dream. They were beating you and all stuff like that. As long as when you wake up, they didn't keep on beating you. <laughs> At least that is round one. Forget about those nonsense. Now you bring your, your dream to somebody and say, Ah, if they beat you on the dream, ah, your own is finished. Finish where? I'm still alive. They just beat me on my dream. Sorry. I couldn't fight. If I would have fought, if I could fight, I would have fought them. But I mean, they just beat me. No problem. And I wake it up now. They are not beating me now. No problem. Oh, I have mark. After they beat me, no problem. Go to the doctor and take the mark. Don't take that mark to be anything. And it's nothing. Because you see, there is a God that you have accepted. He is the one who is in control of the invisible. Why are you worrying yourself about the invisible? As long as when you come up, if visible, invisible, you had an, an, an encounter and invisible it happened, just tell Jesus that Jesus, it has happened. They beat me on my dream yesterday. I couldn't even call your name if that is you. Okay, help me tomorrow. Let them come again, please. So that I can call the name of Jesus and just test the case. They can't just beat me and go scot-free. If you had Jesus like that, you would have gone back to that dream and you call the name of Jesus and the name of Jesus will beat them. Instead of somebody telling you, I'm walking about on my dream and looking for my house, I couldn't find it. May you not find that house you couldn't find. That is the house of trouble, the house of sorrow. God didn't let you enter it. That is my interpretation of that dream. 
If you don't know what you are doing on your dream, it doesn't matter. When you wake up, you know what you are doing, don't you? Then do it. Forget about the invisible. Jesus is the one who created the invisible. Anything in the invisible, banish it. Except visions and revelations that come from God of the invisible. Don't worry your brain about what is invisible. Worry yourself about now. Physically, what are you doing? What can you do now to add value to the kingdom of God and to add value to the society that you are? Because Jesus created the visible and the invisible. I can understand. How can Christians be looking for answers to what is invisible and what is invisible, they leave it alone. Can you imagine that? That is the market of Satan. He's trading with you. Okay? In a, in a, in a, in a shopping center, you can never beat him. Leave the invisible for the invisible God who created the invisible. Are we together now? Somebody do his eyes somehow. Leave him with his eyes. Don't read meaning to it. Yes. I remember the, one of the encounters I have. Somebody who went to do insemination. He caught his eye with tattoo all those, put uh, black uh, stuff over the two eyes. Man, what do you call this one? Eyelid and eyeshadow. A, a man painted eyeshadow and eyelid, both black, and he, 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 he caught his his lips. Instead of cult, he caught his eyes with fresh wounds, because he promised the other that when I look at that apostle, the blood will dry up in his body. Unfortunately, when I came down from my car, I went to him before he even re- I had gotten his and pulled him to myself. On his chest is a live tortoise. He's carrying a live tortoise. I don't know live tortoise what that will be. That will do to me. Somebody carry a live tortoise and he thinks that that one will have effect on you who is born of God. I can understand something. I hugged him with his live tortoise. All his fingers were rusted rings. He is the head of the cult. I put him to blasting shame before his cohorts. When I finished hugging him and I went for the others, they were running back. Who will take my hug? Hallelujah, somebody. The Bible says those who worship idols are nothing. Is it about anointing? No. It is because I just believe the Bible cannot lie. There is nobody can tell me that Bible is a lie. It's a lie. That person is a lie. My God is his business to control the unseen. Mine is to control the physical. And when the spiritual behaves unnecessarily, I have the power in the physical to command in the name of Jesus into the spiritual and that will happen to the spiritual. Why are you afraid of the, of the unseen? But of course, for you to do that also, I told you chapter 2 verse 6. Look at it. Chapter 2 verse 6 of that Colossians says, very quickly, so then, just as what? Father, read it more. Okay, stop. I want those of you at the back there, your big backbenchers, house of lords. Shall you read it loud? Let us hear now. So then. The reason why I say you should read this is because I've not seen your mouth moving, some of you. When you read the Bible, you are invoking God. I told you. This is spiritual sensitivity. One of the reasons why apostles cannot just be messed up by demons. I don't take God for granted. I cannot take the 
who created heavens and earth for granted. When you read the word, it says, Blessed are those who read aloud, because in seeing that aloud, you say, Into your spirit. Read that scripture again in the name of the Lord. Simple. The reason why Christians are bamboos is because they live after, they don't live in Christ, they live in man. They live in gossip. Every institution of Satan, University of Satan that he established and his departments, that's where they operate. Department of Gossip. Under the school of nothingness. Faculty of disarray. You have Department of Gossip. You have the Department of uh, Wickedness. Blessed is the man who stands on the ways of the wicked. You have the Department of Scoffers. Hallelujah. And Christians have become professor emeritus in scoffing. No wonder they can't see vision. No wonder some have nightmares. No wonder they pray, 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 and Satan blow their mouth off. Shut up. They were praying in your church last week, 7 p.m. Where were you? You were with your friend talking. Because Satan can, he can code where you went. When others are seeking God. He is the one who will send people to engage you in talk. And he is the one who will record all what you say against you. Can you imagine? Yes? That's what it tells me. As you receive Christ, don't behave like the people of the world. Behave like Jesus Christ. Think in your mind. Will Jesus do this? Yes, I will do it. Will Jesus think this way? Yes, he will do it. Will Jesus walk this way? Yes, I will do Let me say this to you. There are some things in your, in your life that are secret things you don't tell people. Yes. Okay? And you must conceal it. There are some things that you know you cannot tell people until it happens. Yes. Not because of fear. But it's reasonable to do that. Okay? But there are some things that will happen to you. You better open your mouth and tell them. Because it is through people God will help you. If you keep those secrets, you will be in the same spot. And your helper is sitting beside you in church every day. But you have not opened your mouth and you remain where you are. And God will not show you. Uh, Kenneth Hagin said for 15 years he was working as a, an evangelist. God didn't tell him. 15 years, God told him that you wasted 15 years of your life. And he was working as a pastor. He said you wasted 15 years of your life. I mean he was doing crusade about. He's crusade about. He said you wasted 15 years of your life. Now, hear what I call you to be. Sit down in America. Don't travel anywhere. Sit down where you are and keep on writing and, re- and teaching the word of God. And when he started doing that, his, his news went all over the world. There's no continent that he didn't know about Kenneth Hagin. I would get that. But for 15 years, I would mean now, because his colleagues were doing the same thing. He followed them. So therefore... Just as you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord, continue in Him. We finished this morning's message by looking into the book of Isaiah. What I'm helping you to understand is that you are superior to the devil and demons if you are born of Christ. Isaiah chapter 9. Let's look at from verse 1. Nevertheless, there will be no more words. I cannot hear you. Let's read together. Nevertheless, stop. No more confusion. 
No more gloom. No more, I don't know what to do. No more, how can I do it? Why did God say, nevertheless, there shall be no more gloom? Let's go further before we reach there. For those who are what? There shall be no more gloom for those who are? Who are the people? Us. You can apply this to African race. African race is in distress. Every distress. The most blessed continent and the most suffering continent. Everybody complain about it. Generation after generation could do nothing about it. Some blame demons. But I've never seen a demon president in any African nation. In Niger- Let me zero to Nigeria. Have you ever seen a demon who is the president of Nigeria? No, everybody who is the president of Nigeria are human beings that they, are, they voted. Isn't it? They have nothing to do with demons. There shall be no more distress, no more gloom for those who have been distressed or those who are in distress. What about the church of God? You can liken it to the church of God. Today you have Islamophobia, you have uh, uh, all other phobia, but you don't have Christianophobia. A Christian, you can phobia him, you, you, no problem. But you, can, you, you phobia Muslim, they will, they will shout. Yeah? Say anything against Islam, say anything against homosexuals, say anything against the LGBT, they will blow nose. But people are using the name of Jesus recklessly and there is no law to protect us. Both black and Christians. In the past, the Lord, he had humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will do what? You didn't hear what I'm saying there. Can you get a revelation about yourself there? In the past, you have been humble. But in the future, you shall be exalted. Somebody say amen. That's what the Bible is saying. In the past, you have been distressed. You have been, you have been humble. The land of Zebulun. But the future that we are now, God will honor Galilee of the Gentiles. I say God will honor Galilee of the Gentiles. I say God will honor Galilee of the Gentiles. He will honor the church of the living God upon the earth. He will honor the black race. Black race will not end up in this world. Miserable. It shall not be the person of black people. We will make the difference. That's what I'm telling you. If you in this country, you, wherever you come from, Caribbean, Africa, India, and stuff, if as in this country, you become so powerful that the government of this country depends on your brain, your nation will come for you. Even if the devil that is their president, he will look for you. He will say you are our own child. The one that does not make effect, they will say so to him. They will say that you can remain where you are, don't come home. But for the one who have made impacts in the, in the foreign land, they, ah, look at Daniel, look at Nehemiah, look at Esther, come on now. What is God saying today? There is a future for you. And that future is great. Why? Go to the next verse. The people walking in darkness have seen what? On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has. If that is you, say amen. Look at the next verse. 
He said, you have enlarged what? Christ faith tabernacle. He said, you have enlarged what? Alfred Williams family. What about you? What about you? I see myself in the word of God. <laughs> That's why the devil can't do nothing to me. God says, you have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. I say, God has enlarged Christ tabernacle. In this season, God has increased your joy. He says, they rejoice before you as a people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice where? When dividing what? They plunder. The plunder shall be divided by you all. Why? The next verse. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, I will talk about this when I come back. You shall, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them. The, the bar across their shoulder, the rod of their... Let me tell you a little bit about Midianite. If you look at the book of uh, um, Judges, I think it's chapter 6 to 7. Israel did evil in the sight of God, and God sold them to Midianites. Some of us did evil, and God sold us, isn't it? But let me tell you, you might have been oppressed by your Midianites. The days of your oppression is over in this one. Okay, it has nothing to do with demons. It has to do with our mischief. Some of us don't understand that Jesus said man will give account of every reckless word spoken. So when Satan makes you speak reckless words, you must give account. Who is the one who deals with account? The devil. He is the one who punishes recklessness. So we may be punished by reckless ways. But however, you will not die in your dungeon. He says in that scripture. You have shattered the yoke that burdens them. Every yoke that burdens you are shattered. It says, and the bars across their shoulder, the rod of the oppressor. Every oppressor the devil has sent around your life are destroyed from this hour. I mean the connection between you and them. The yoke. Not the people. May those who will wreck you never be your friend. If you are in relationship with people who perjure, who will wreck you, may the Lord separate you forever. Yeah. You didn't say amen well. Yeah. Let me hear your amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Something is happening there with my son. Thank God that he's married. All his six packs have become one. That is rap. He had followed me straight away. Hallelujah, somebody. When a good wife grabs you, all you men that you are still muscular now, all your six packs in a short while, they will turn it to one pack. Hallelujah. That is six in one. Amen. May God give those of you looking for wife a real wife. Yeah. Go to the next one before we finish, Joe. I'm just from Ibadan. What do you say here? Every warrior's boots used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be what? Destined for burning will be filled for fire. I'm talking about Jesus takes care of the invisible and you take care of the visible. But those visible are invisible, Jesus created them. Don't be worried about the invisible. 
Are we together now? This is the destiny of every spirit that Satan can send against Christians. If you can just follow Christ as I showed you in Colossians 2, 6. Look at, why is all these things happening? You see, I've been saying why, why, why all the time. Now let's leave verse 6. Shall we read verse 6 together? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hallelujah, stop. This is where we are stopping. The reason why the warrior's bush shall be filled for fire. The reason why your body, the burden of your pressure shall be broken. The reason why there is no power that can overcome you in life is because unto you a child is born. And unto you a son is given, is free. God gave the son to you. <coughs> and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Every decision of your life is on his shoulder. Every man that will sit down over your matter to take a decision, the government is on the shoulder of the one given to you. Why should you be afraid? Oh, somebody, I'm going for promotion. Who will they promote if they don't promote you? Command them. Oh, they are having increment. Who will they increase? A Christian is never a lazy man in the office. They are the hardest workers in the office. Anybody who is lazy is not born again at all. Anybody who is not hardworking is not born again. Because Jesus says that from the beginning, my father is working this today. Coming to church and singing and dancing and shouting and praying is not what we are talking about. I am saying living like Jesus Christ did. That is a Christian. If the government, all government, is on his shoulder, we want to pray now. That's what I'm telling you. You are superior to the devil. Really, you are a superior human being to others. Because when people gather together to take decision over you, that seat they are sitting is on the shoulder of Jesus Christ. So, if you walk in line with the word of God, let me say something to you. No decision contrary. No, it is not possible for them. If they decide to willay you, when they get to the time of willay, they will not do anything until you are passed. Really, when you appear to them, they will be saying, the people they send to keep, say, ah, yes, sir, you are very welcome, sir. You can pass, sir. It's, I didn't know you were the one. Sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. When they tell people to kill you, when they see you, they cannot. Because the one that commands and controls decision that they have to make is the one that you have received. To you, a child is born. To you, a son is given. That's the reason why, let me say this to you. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, do it now. And if you say that you are a Christian and you are, you are struggling with, you know, this life I'm telling you, you need to rededicate your life. It's because you are not really giving your life to Jesus. You gave it to him, you took it again. When the Spirit of God enters a man... Evidence is that he changes, he demobilizes you. He paralyzes your old person. That's the reason why when you want to go to the old ways, you will discover that you are not able anymore. Because it paralyzes your old man. For if a man is in Christ, just a new creation. But someone said, how can I give my life to Jesus? It's just by being truthful. How did you get into a relationship? It's not by being truthful. You saw a man, you say, I want to marry the man. The man said, I want to marry you. And then you decide. Same thing with Jesus. Why do you say to Jesus, I give my life to you, and then you are going to the world again? Something is wrong with your decision. 
Oh, you don't take meds before. Now you are born again. You are still not taking meds. You lie, 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 lie. Now you are born again. You are, you are even to be charging in your life. You have not really surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. It's a matter of will. I said this to you. Power of God does not come by fasting. Many have gone to mountains. They see nothing. I have never been to a mountain to pray. All my life. Neither do I expect to go to another mountain forever. Because the mountain of the Lord is inside me. Whether I pray in the flat place or I pray in the water, I pray on the ground or in the air, it does not matter to me. Wherever I call upon his name, he answers me. That is his covenant, not on mountain. He said, he said, he said to the woman in the book of John chapter 4, that men will no more go to this mountain to walk to serve God. For those who seek him will seek him in spirit and in truth. For such the father seeketh. Father is not seeking those who go to mountain to pray. He's seeking those who can pray everywhere, anyhow, anywhere. Listen to me. The power inside you is beyond what you can imagine. Every decision, when you are sleeping, when you are awake to be taken, the government is on the shoulder of Jesus Christ. So why are you afraid? Does that mean that bad things don't happen to us? They do, because in his government he permitted it. To teach us a lesson. Does that mean that we don't struggle sometimes? We do. Does that mean that sometimes our efforts are not are frustrated, are not, cannot be frustrated? He can be frustrated because he permitted it. But then, if it is so, he cannot remain frustrated. That's how we know the difference between those who are working in the truth and those who got frustration because of their wicked ways. The difference because the wicked will fall and it will never rise up. But the righteous will fall several times and it will rise up again. I will gather now. You can make mistakes in the past and suffer consequences, but you will not die in your dungeon. I will together now. The government of this world and of the invisible world is on the shoulder of Jesus Christ. Let's stand up on our feet. We are going to pray and you tell the Lord, give me the spirit of insight. Shall we begin to pray for insight? Give me the spirit of insight. Help me to discover more of myself. Tell the Lord. Open the eyes of my understanding. Open the eyes of my understanding. Father, I pray thee. You know, today, this month, is the month of revelation. Tell the Lord, open my eyes to see the things that you have prepared for me. Give me sight and insight to discover your gift in me, your grace in me, your power in me, your unction in me. Tell the Lord, help me to function like Jesus. Help me to operate like Jesus Christ. The power of God inside me, sear it up, O God. The waters of life, tell the Lord, sear it up within me. Tell the Lord, anoint me with your grace. That I may function in your power. Father, we pray thee, we pray thee, we pray thee, we pray thee. The Bible says no weapon forged against us will prosper. Every tongue that rises against us in judgment shall be condemned. 
tell the Lord, enable me, enable me, enable me with sight and insight. The government of my life is upon your shoulder. Now begin to decree what should happen to you. If you have a situation that people have to sit down to take decisions, command to their mouth what they must say. Command to their midst what they must agree. Concerning you, the government of anybody is on the shoulder of Jesus. And whatever you ask in the name of Jesus, Jesus will do it for you. Decree a thing and it shall come to pass. Sovereign Lord, oh Sovereign Lord, thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name, we are prayed. I can't hear your amen. You know, we are going to pray just two more prayer points. God told us at the beginning of this month. I think from the overcomers night into the, into the, no, the first, second, third of July. The Lord said, no, of June, June he said. And then in July, the Lord said for another three months, he will still do what he says. He said that before the end of that month, June, there will be no jobless man among you. That's the first thing he said. My ears are full of those who got jobs. They are coming to testify on Friday. Then God said, I will do mystery in your finance. My ears are full of testimonies on that. Then the Lord said, every mystery of your life shall be solved. Mystery are things that should have happened naturally, but you are struggling with it. And you don't know why. You know, Christians, we get to that section sometimes. Not because of sin. Okay? Because God did. Like, let me tell you. Anna was barren, not because she sinned. Yes? Sarah was barren, not because she sinned. But when the appointed time came, a word was released to Hannah, and the child came. Yes? For Sarah, God himself came and told her that next year, it shall come to pass. Therefore, you want to pray concerning the promise. Somebody came to me and wept and wept this, this month over an issue. She, I don't want to say it she, because she will testify on, on Monday, on, on Friday over commerce. And the husband said, he called the wife and said, the wife, go and see Apostle, tell Apostle. He said, oh, no, Apostle is praying now, he will be in church and stuff. Anyhow, I was called. I said, okay, I will call you back. I didn't. And she just came to the church, met me in their prayer in New Cross. And the, the lady who is concerned, the daughter, was weeping. She was weeping. How can I console somebody weeping because of amnesia? You know, the only thing we can say is sorry now. Sorry now, isn't it? And at worst, we can cry with the person. And my heart was sore. And I said to her, start thanking God for it. Though the story you told me means that what you are asking is not possible. I said, but your matter will turn to testimony. And she wiped her face. I went to Nigeria a few days. The story changed. The story changed. 
So that she knows that it's not by her power now or by her might, but her story changed. Today, by the word we speak from your mouth, your story will change. That's why I'm telling you that testimony. You're going to lift your voice up and tell the Lord. Show up in the prophecy you have given in my life. Every mystery of my life, bring them to an eye. Bring solution. Lord, manifest. If you are jobless, tell the Lord, I'm jobless. By Friday, I will testify. If you are, you, you are, you are expecting God for manifestation in finance, you tell the Lord, you are promised. Manifest yourself in my finance. It is time for me to be promoted. Lift up your voice and me to speak to God. He said to us, none shall be, shall be jobless among you. It says, I will solve every mystery. And God told us for the next three months, July, August, September. According to your prophecy, O God, on this altar, let the mystery of my life be solved before Friday. Friday is another overcomers that I will come and testify. Tell the Lord, if you need wisdom, the Bible says, ask from God, knowledge. Ask from God who gives without any wavering. Father, intervene. Tell the Lord, step into the affairs of my life. Bring my misery to an end. Bring my sorrow to singing. Turn it to singing, O God. Stretch your hands and dry the waters before me. Let me walk on the dry ground. Stretch your hands into my practice, my profession. Grant me success, O God. Stretch your hand into my office and exalt me in the midst of people, O God. Tell the Lord, appear in my finance, change my finances completely. Let my ideas, good ideas you have given me, enable me to fulfill them. Enable me to manifest that which you have put in my spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, tell God, the message that your son is preaching, let it change my life. Let it manifest in my life. Do not let the devil steal it away from me. Enable me, oh God, in this month. This is still the month of July. It's not over. Give me revelation knowledge of my life, of myself. Reveal to me myself and enable me to fulfill. Tell the King of Heaven. Pray and tell God. As you are asking, you are receiving. Oh, Father God. Tell the Lord, make a way for me. Make a way for me, O God. Tell the Lord, I rely upon you alone. Do something marvelous. Exodus 34 verse 10. Let it manifest in my life. Father, I pray thee. My life shall be of testimony in this week. This is the last week of the month of July. Everything God has said will catch up with me. It will happen in my house. It will happen in my body. It will happen in my office. It will happen in my career. I shall not be discouraged. I shall be encouraged by the power of the Most High. Speak to heaven. This is your week. The last few days remaining in July. They will work for me. Yes, yes, God will make a way where there is no way. Thank you, Father God. Lift up your voice and worship Him. 
Mandrele bossa kabobasko naronda sai. We worship you, O oh God. Thank you so much, our God. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name.